of the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is an exhausted episode of the Sports Card Nobody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have finally just gotten home after a two-hour delay from Chicago, from Rosemont, because as you know, I just spent the last four days at the National in the Windy City. I am tired. My body hurts. My feet hurt. My back hurts. I am mentally exhausted. And oh my God, was every single second of it worth it. You've already seen all the uh, Instagram stories. You've already seen all the di- the different Twitter posts I've been posting. But if you haven't, you should check it out. You can find me at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram, at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. And there was a lot to take in because, yeah, it was the national and I am ready for a little post-nat clarity. I'm ready to talk about the show. I'm ready to talk about everything I experienced. And boy, did I have an incredible time at the national. Where do I even begin? Holy crap. Uh, let's see. Okay. So I actually only went to two days of the national. I think you are all aware of that. I've been saying this whole trip is going to be split up into two days of cards and fun, and then two days of just hanging out with my wife, with my family to check out Chicago for the very first time. But why don't we start with, uh, we'll start with the cards. Why don't we start there? So my trip consisted of meeting up with my brother and my nephew. And I have to say, spending this time with them Forgetting the cards was great to begin with. They live in Texas. I live in Connecticut. We don't get to see each other very often. The last time I saw them was for this past Christmas and now for the national. My, my young nephew, he's 11 years old. His name is Hudson. He has just kind of really started to get into cards as of about a year ago. And for Christmas, when they came to visit, I bought him some cards to rip. I bought him his first graded card, which I think he's already flipped probably because <laughs> this kid is a trading maniac, but we're going to talk more about that here in a second. <clears throat> so he's just been getting into cards. He got to go to the, the Dallas card show out by where they live. And this was going to be his very first experience at the national. And he lived it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it was so awesome walking around the show floor with this kid, watching his eyes light up when he walked past the likes of like Pac-Man and seeing Jeff Wilson over by the uh, the Kids Card Trade Center by the Sports Card Investor booth, seeing him stop and take in all the cards and and really start to get just, just pulled in to the entire thing that is the hobby. I'm talking buying uh, mystery packs and pulling weird one-of-ones from cards I've never even heard of, <laughs> doing the whole comp thing. Got to teach the kid about 130 point and how to really try to value your cards. Now, he's been doing this, trying to really learn it for a while, but doing it in person with him was just fantastic. I don't think I was able to pull that kid away from that kid's uh, trading zone over at the sports card investor booth. I got to say, you know, real quick, Jeff Wilson is a polarizing figure, whatever. A lot of people will have negative things to say about him. A lot of people will have positive things to say about him. I'm going to sit here and say right now, It is incredible what he does at the National, creating a safe space for kids to just go over there, congregate, talk to one another, and start to figure out how to trade and sell and and all those sorts of things in a space that is for really kids only. There was a lot of times where 
I was sitting there trying to somewhat look over his shoulder and take in what he's doing. And anytime he had you know, some advice, he could look back and ask me. But there was times he was just getting lost and finding other kids to talk to. And they were doing their thing. And it was just fantastic. My nephew just loved every single second of that. It's very clear that he loves interacting with people. He loves trying to trade up. He loves trying to figure out how to how to work work this game and get into bigger cards and better cards and come away ahead. <laughs> I don't know that he's nailed it yet, but that's all right. We're going to figure all that out in time. It's so cool watching him do this, watching him learn, watching him take in what it is to try to do a little business. Ah, so cool. What a way to bond with family. If you ever have any question in your head what this hobby can do, this right here speaks to the best of it. Yes, there's a lot of negativity. Yes, there's a lot of just terrible people who are trying to just stomp on others to get ahead. There's other people doing the pump and dump game. All of those things exist. But for me to spend time with my 11-year-old nephew, helping teach him about the value of a dollar in relation to the value of a card, to teach him a little bit of business about if you're trying to trade up, you got to stop trying to take less on your cards. And, oh, by the way, the actual bonding of it. An uncle and a nephew who don't get enough time with one another getting to spend 48 hours on the national show floor just doing the damn thing. It was great. Uh, and again, another, another just shout out to Jeff Wilson for creating that particular space where there were just countless kids. It felt like felt like one of those horror movies where the zombie horde just kept growing. There was one point we sat over there because we found a spot where we could just sit down. And then one kid comes up to Hudson and they're talking. And I look down, I look up, I'm like, man, there's a lot more kids around me. I look down to check out how my nephew's doing. I look up like, holy moly, I think we're getting overrun. <laughs> that place was packed. It seemed like every single time I walked by it. And that's just great. I, I, I love that that exists. I love that there's a space for kids to do their thing. And especially watching my nephew really take it all in. Um, so beyond that, my my nephew really was loving all the trading. And we got there Thursday night. We obviously did that a lot. But we also got to go to the trade night that night. The Card Collector 2, the official trade night of the National uh, that was on the like the second floor there in the, in the Stevens Convention Center. And they had this this ballroom all booked up. I'm sure you've heard about this a million times already, but there was a massive line to get into the trade night. I, I had heard that this happened last year in Atlantic City as well, but I was one of the folks who got in early, so I didn't really have to experience it. I got to do the whole trade night thing until I was done, then I left. But I had heard that people had to start doing their own trade night just outside of the trade night because they couldn't get in. By the time myself... My brother, my wife, and my nephew got over there. The line was far too long, and there were so many people trading outside in the lobby area that it really didn't matter. My nephew was just like a bee to flowers, just going to everybody he could find, looking for his his cards. He was really trying to do the quarterback game, looking for his Jalen Hurts stuff, looking for some Justin Fields stuff, uh, and, and some baseball stuff as well. And it was really cool. He was, he was just kind of going from one person to the next and figuring out the cards that he wanted. And we did that for about an hour. And there was, uh, I think, about a half hour left when I looked up and saw, okay, the line finally is good enough that we can get in. 
So we got into the actual trade night and man, that room was huge. And that room was packed. Every single table was packed. People were all over the floors. They had what looked to be somewhat of like a specialty table section of, I don't know, maybe uh, partners, you know, sponsors, whatever it was. People were set up at more long tables instead of the round tables. And we were able to find some stuff there. My nephew found a Jalen Hurts card he really wanted. He was trying to figure out how to get that card because he didn't have enough cash. I did the uncle thing. I ended up selling a couple cards, even at a loss, just because it got him enough cash to buy that card. So I was thrilled to be able to help him out with that. He walked away with a card he was really happy with. And of course, the, you know these things tend to happen for kids, which is just phenomenal. But we were walking out, getting ready to leave, and randomly somebody reached back and just put a card in his hand, some graded, um, I can't remember who it was, Scotty Barnes card or something like that in a PSA 10. I mean, it's probably nothing of high value by any stretch of the imagination, but how cool to just randomly give that to a kid. Love to see that. Love to see the hobby helping encourage kids to enjoy the hobby, helping show them that this is fun, that this is a community. This is There are people that are looking after one another. And so thank you to that complete stranger in passing who did that for my nephew. Oh, what else? All right. Um, so let's just talk about the national in general. Uh, this was tough. This was a, <laughs> this was tough because we were there for 48 hours. We, we did Thursday and Friday. And as you all know, I was definitely, uh, I had a lot on my plate, I guess. Thursday, I had to be ready for five o'clock to speak on the main stage, which is ridiculous to say out loud. <laughs> this nobody was invited to speak on the main stage at the national. I was there to do, uh, as part of this, the group that put together our main event, our wrestling event that happened on Friday. We also were, were speaking on that main stage about wrestling cards, and that was just incredible. Huge shout out to every single person involved with that. Paul Anon, Tony Vela, Adam Gelman, Ryan Shear, Kevin of uh, New York Roadshow, and we also had Drake Magruder of At Drake's PC with us. And wow, that was something special. It, you know, I'm, you, I, I, I have never really had an issue speaking in front of people. It's not really something that, you know, all the public speaking you have to do in high school and college. I, for all that stuff was always super easy for me. And it was pretty cool getting up on that stage. But there was a brief moment where I looked out and thought, man, I don't know if anybody's going to give, give two, you know, two cares about the things we have to say. But I am excited to do it. And it was great. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, the just the the state of the market. We talked a little bit about the history of some of the product. And the the main topic that I covered was I I preach this a lot, and I was happy to get to preach it here in front of some strangers, whoever might have been listening out there in the audience. But I got to spend five or so minutes talking about how collecting for me, and I think for most people at heart, is a form of self-expression. For me, having these cards is a way to tell my story just a little bit, just a little part of my story about who I am and the things I like. You walk into my office, you're going to get a sense of that. You're going to get a sense of the things I'm passionate about. Getting to share that on that stage was really great. Uh, you know, wrestling over the last couple of years has started to become that just almost like impossible self-expression for me. I can't not do it. 
collecting these wrestling cards has become really the most passionate thing I've done as far as a hobby is concerned. I've collected so many things throughout my life, comic books and action figures, but these wrestling cards specifically has reached an entirely different level. And it's because of what wrestling is. (laughs) And I got to share that on a stage at the national about wrestling cards. That was just fantastic. (laughs) Huge thank you to everybody who was in that audience listening. If there's anybody listening to this that was there, thank you. It was really great having your support, having your, um, some of the, the, the reactions helping build that confidence out there on that stage. It was just great. If uh, I believe that it's available via uh, Twitch from the national, I believe that we're going to be sharing more of that as time comes. I've shared some of the clips that my brother was able to, was able to take when I was speaking, which is just great. So check out those things on the socials as they become available. If you're so inclined. So that, that was the main part of, of the, uh, the national for me on Thursday, you know, I got in and it was kind of chaotic first and foremost, Our flight got delayed getting into Chicago by an hour. So my wife landed. I met up with my brother and my nephew. We had to sort of scramble to figure out how to get to the hotel. Then I had to make a a run all the way. So uh, for those that don't know, and I was one of those people before this, but the, the actual show takes place in Rosemont, which is about a half an hour without traffic, which doesn't seem to ever be the case, but more like 45 minutes to get into Chicago proper. So I had to hop in a lift. I was originally going to rent a car, but things ended up changing. So I had to hop in a lift and and get all the way to Chicago so I can get to one hour tees, which is also pro wrestling tees, and pick up our box of main event t-shirts that we had made. They came out just fantastic. I was so happy with the way these shirts came out. And we ran out of them pretty quickly at the event, which I'm going to get to soon. Uh, but yeah, huge shout out to one hour tees. Fantastic job. They came out just splendid. But then I'm, you know, having to drive all the way back to the actual main event floor. And I got to go over to the RBI Crew 7 uh, booth, which was just great. I never got to meet in person Ryan Bannister. I had talked to him on Instagram or whatever it was. It was. The first time I got to meet him really in person, he was just a pivotal person in getting our main event to happen. Getting to meet him and shake his hand and thank him was just great. And their booth was amazing for wrestling cards. I think they had four cases. I'm talking a John Cena NWO Superfractor. They had uh, lots of Roman Reigns. They had an entire section of Roman Reigns, autos, just incredible stuff. Ryan was telling me how they were really making a big push to get into wrestling and expand their inventory. And their stuff was great, and it was wild seeing how fast it was selling, too. There was a a huge um, demand for what they had. Just trying to get a chance to talk to Ryan was tough because there were so many people around trying to take in you know, the wrestling collection and, and so many people buying stuff. It was just great. So huge, huge congrats to them. I believe they did really well with the wrestling stuff here at this show. Uh, from there, it was finally linking up with my brother and my nephew and, and trying to trying to start to really check out the show floor. It was huge, ladies and gentlemen. It, it was wild how big this was. I believe it was three or four rooms in this convention center taken up by the National. 
I mean, it was crazy. And trying to, at one point I was trying to link up with some friends and they told me what aisle they were at. And I think it was like 3,200 they were at. But meanwhile, I was at like 400 and I had no idea how to even get over, <laughs> over to that number. Like where, what, where is this? And sure enough, every time I would progress through the building and find another room, the numbers went up and then another room and the numbers went up. It was just massive. And it was required because as the national tweeted out, this was the highest attended card show of all time. And ladies and gentlemen, it felt like that too. This place was packed. Even with all the space, it was packed. Now the first day for me, which was Thursday, it was to a detriment for sure. I don't know what was going on with the air conditioning, but it was way too warm in that place. It was tough. Well, even just standing still felt like you just sweating buckets. Uh, so that was that was one not so great thing going on in that building. The space was great, even though there was so much space, it was packed and it was just it was too warm with that many people. Uh, that being said, I will give give them a lot of credit at this uh, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center because the internet was, I don't know, night and day difference from Atlantic City last year. They had a free Wi-Fi you could connect to. It was easy and it was fantastic. I had heard, I, I think on the Sports Cards Nonsense podcast, that they had spoken to Al Durso, who's the president, and that he was making it a priority to improve the internet experience. So well done because it was night and day difference. Congratulations to knocking that out of the park. We can really never have an experience like we had in Atlantic city for 2022. It needs to be this good. It's just, you know, no matter how much people tell you cash is King, I get it. I get that people want to get cash. It's just not realistic. Every year that passes, people want to use their phones to make payments. People want to use their phone to receive payments and no matter how much homework you try to do, you're going to need your phone to be able to check comps, to be able to understand what things are are worth. You might see a card you've never seen before that you can't possibly have prepped for. And having the ability to look it up on the show floor is just paramount to creating a positive environment. And then, you know, again, my nephew was doing this nonstop and he was learning how to do it really for the first time. You know, he wouldn't have been able to do some of the prep work because he didn't understand things like 130 point. It was huge to be able to sit there with him and do this with him, go through the comp list just, just to try to have any idea what something is worth. Kudos to, to the national committee for making sure the internet was where it should be for this event. Um, what else? So, uh, I don't know. This is not unexpected in any way, shape or form, but I'm going to put this criticism out there as well. I really wish food was better inside the convention center. It was your standard hot dogs, pizza, all overpriced, all taste not good. <laughs> uh, and on that Thursday, we were so up against it, trying to get everything done. I had to get one of the pizzas, whatever. I do wish that at some point, we can have a better experience with the food that we get at these things, especially with the price. It just feels like there's got to be a better way to do this. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not trying to organize something of this magnitude, but 
it was still kind of tough even in the area trying to find a restaurant that wasn't super packed. You know, the next day when we were able to actually leave to try to get lunch, I, this could be better. But nonetheless, whatever. That's that's a criticism. A criticism I have there for the way things went for this particular show. All right. What else? Um, I did enjoy the drinks they had available, though. Uh, I'm not much of a drinker, but it was nice being able to grab a couple cocktails when you're walking around the show floor. So kudos to that. So Thursday, that was Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thursday was a a lot of running around, a lot of getting prepped, a lot of spending time with my nephew. And I got to say like the same thing on Friday. I really didn't get to do a lot for myself at the national. There wasn't a lot of shopping for me or a lot of even trying to sell for me. Uh, most of my time was was with my nephew helping him out. The other time was saying hi to so many friends. And the rest of it was getting ready for the, the events that I was in charge of. So I, I think if I could make one change, I wish I got in on Wednesday. I wish I got in day one of the show. It would have been cool to have a little more time to specifically look for things for me. And especially on that first day, because it was clear a lot of the stuff was moving fast, especially the stuff I may have been tempted to buy, such as the aforementioned John Cena Superfractor with his NWO shirt for that Bray Wyatt match or the Fiend match. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was the deal there. I didn't really get to do a lot for me. So what are you going to do? So Thursday ended. We did the trade night. Touched on that already a little bit. Got back to the hotel and relaxed. And then when or Friday was kind of a rinse and repeat. But Friday was the big night. Friday was the most important night because that was the main event that you have heard me talking about for weeks now. Oh boy, what a special event that turned out to be. So to kind of give the rundown of the day before we get there. You know, Friday, we got to the show floor. We knew we were going to be leaving a little bit early so I can go get ready. Uh, but this, you know, it was a lot of the same thing, helping my nephew do his thing, helping him at the kids uh, trade center again. But uh, before the main event, there was also another very special event that I had to make sure I, I got some time to go to. And huge shout out to everybody who's part of the Wolf Pack, Rob Gerard. Cousin Tony, Cousin Oz, Craig and Carmine, Ken, everybody who's part of the Wolfpack, they crushed it with their hobby hangout that took place at 6 o'clock and ran till I think it might still be going. <laughs> this thing was phenomenal. I was able to get to the, the Wolfpack hobby hangout right around 6 o'clock. They had a cash bar set up. They had a DJ set up. The room was really spacious. I walked in. I was obviously early, which was great because I had just my wife and my nephew with me. My brother was uh, deciding to take a load off the hotel, so he missed this part of it. But I walked in with my wife and my nephew, and we were able to get a couple seats. And if we were any later than we were, that would have been impossible. Every time I looked down and looked up, that room was more and more packed. It was just Loaded with people and some incredible people in the hobby. Jeremy Lee was there. Uh, Dan Wynn, a.k.a. the great curator, popped in. I saw uh, the sports car dad. Got to say hi to him for the first time. 
Uh, Erica of Love What You Collect was great. She was phenomenal getting to meet her. I've talked to her on Instagram, but getting to say hi in person was just incredible. This place was packed. I got to say hi to Rob. I got to say hi to the cousin. I got to say hi to the whole crew. And they just knocked this. Man, they knocked it out of the park. There was such a vibe, such a feeling, so much good, positive energy in that room in the hour I got to be there. I I just could not be happier for everybody involved in pulling off that event, doing their thing, doing it their way. It was great. And of course, the most important part was seeing my nephew again. I know I'm going to keep going back to this, but whatever. Seeing my nephew again, do his thing, walking around, saying hi, trying to figure out trades. I ended up getting caught up in conversation at some point. I lost sight of him. My, my wife was with him. I lost sight of him, but he was doing his thing. And no exaggeration at all. We were running out of time. I, I didn't want to pull him out of there. I was trying to give, give him as much time as possible, even though I knew I had to get going right around 7 o'clock so that I could make it over to the main event, which I'm going to get to in a second. So, But I was still, I was really, I wanted him to have time to just take in the environment. But right around the time we had to get going, he comes up to me, his eyes lit up and he says, Shane, I just made the greatest trade ever. And he was just so excited. How great is that? Seeing this 11 year old kid just beaming that he just made whatever trade it was. And in his eyes, it was the greatest trade he'd ever made. I was so happy for him. And and thank you to the Wolfpack for putting this together that my nephew got to experience that. It was just exactly what the hobby needs. Uh, so, but after that, it was time to get going. I had to hustle over to the Hyatt Regency, which is where we had our wrestling event, the main event. Holy crap. I, ladies and gentlemen, this thing went awesome. It went awesome. I just could not be more happy than I am right now with all of the work, all of the passion all of the behind the scenes hustle that went into pulling off this wrestling event, it just could not have gone better. Congratulations to everybody involved. All the names I already said, Adam, Tony, Paul, Kevin, Ryan. Congratulations, gentlemen. We did it. We not, we just, we had the greatest moment in wrestling cards and it happened at the national, I I can't believe it went so well. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'll give the rundown of how it went. So I got there about seven fifteen, seven thirty, maybe closer to seven thirty. Get walked in with my nephew and my wife. Uh, and first and foremost, I mean, there was so much that we were able to give away: signed photos of wrestlers, blaster packs, hobby boxes. Um, I gave my, my sister-in-law made a custom piece of art, a WWE undisputed championship made out of trash. I somehow was able to pack that thing in my suitcase, fly it over to Chicago and survive the trip. That was a huge giveaway. And it went to the, just the perfect person. I'll talk about that again, but we had so much to give away all of that. And, oh, by the way, the t-shirt and again, Oh, by the way, the custom card set, the custom six card set that we did, which was a huge hit. I mean, we gave away these cards that also included gold parallels, 
Each of us got to keep a one of one of the cards that we made. We ended up raffling off the spots to people for next year. So people are going to get to pick six new wrestlers next year. So if you're going to be there, be aware of that. That's going to be wild. But it felt like if you were there, you were getting something. We had so much stuff to give away. It was just fantastic. It just helped really cement what this was. And this was an event for wrestling fans put together by wrestling fans. It was just wonderful seeing how many people got to take away a Seth Rollins autograph picture, a Bray Wyatt autograph picture, prism blaster boxes, silver packs that Kevin was able to secure by our official sponsor, who I'm going to just give a huge thank you to Panini for sponsoring this whole thing and helping uh, with the giveaways to help celebrate this part of the hobby and the fans that prop it up so damn well. Panini, thank you so very much for helping make this thing happen. Again, thank you to everybody involved, the National Committee for for helping us helping put this together, RBI Crew 7, Sports Car Junction, another huge shout out to them. There was just so many people that shared our passion for wrestling cards that wanted to be a part of this who wanted to make this happen. And somehow, some way, we, we got it done. And listen, when it was all said and done, going through Twitter, looking at the comments on the pictures we shared, the comments on the posts that we made, people were so happy. There were so many comments and so many people even saying there that, you know, when can we do this again? Can we do this before next year? Can we do this thing, you know, multiple events? That's incredible. The answer right now is no, we, there's no, no way in God's green earth that we can get together and put together another event by us. But listen, go do it yourselves. If you guys want a wrestling event at a local show, reach out and, and, and be the people to make it happen. Go have your own wrestling events. There's no reason that the only wrestling event or trade night or whatever has to happen at the national. These things can take on a life of their own. And I encourage anybody who wants this to happen at their shows, just go do it yourselves. Reach out, find your group of people and make it happen. But what I can promise you is we are already talking about 2024. We are already trying to figure out Cleveland and what we can do to make this happen again and hopefully every year moving forward. Baby steps. We're going to we're gonna crawl before we walk, and we're going to walk before we run. But right now, 2024 is fully on our minds. We've learned a lot. We know things that we want to do differently, and we've got ideas that might already be too big. But we are looking forward to Cleveland already. So if you weren't able to make it to this show, man, put the National 2024 on your calendar because we are still going to push forward with making wrestling cards celebrated and giving them their due. Oh man, I got to take a breath. It's just like sitting here right now, thinking about how, how well everything went was just, man, it feels good. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it feels damn good having something like that just go so well. I don't know if there was a single real complaint that I could make about, about the main event. I just, man, here, here's the thing. Here's what like blew my mind. We had some, some really big things coming into that room. 
so Dan Wynn, after he was done at the Hobby Hangout, also made his way over to to say hi, and he put out his stuff. And listen, the great curator has incredible stuff. And then Drake Magruder brought out his cards. I mean, Drake, thank you for showing off these things and letting us really like get to hold some of these incredible museum pieces that you own. So Drake, huge shout out to you for coming out and for sharing all that. But Drake was set up at a table and walking past that was just like, my jaw is just hitting the floor, looking at this insane collection. Uh, and then another person who chooses to remain anonymous, I want to talk about too. So uh, I'm going to rewind a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to back the boop, boop, boop. I'm going to back this truck up. So I think I have talked about this, but there were really two cards I was hoping to see at this show. Just two. One is the great curator's superfractor that I've had my eyes on forever. He did not bring that card with him. Shame. Shame, Dan. Shame on you. <laughs> I gave him a lot of uh, a lot of crap about that at the show. So I, I'll, I'll try not to do it too much here on the podcast as well. But he didn't bring his card for you know space and as he puts it, which is very kind of him, he was afraid I was going to buy it from him. I didn't have the cash to buy it from him unless somebody was going to buy my rock card and nobody did. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so I didn't get to see that card. Now, the other card I, I had, I was really hoping to see was Prism Gods, one of one Black Prism Bret Hart from 2022. On Thursday, I was able to find my way to his booth at some point, find him and say, hey, how are you? I'm the guy who's been talking to you about Bret Hart on Instagram. I don't think he remembered me, and that's okay. I said, where is it here? Can I see it? And he said, I sold it. Somebody apparently walked up to his booth and bought him out of every single one of his one-of-one one prison blacks. And he had, he had the Bret. I believe he had the Andre, the Kevin Nash. He had a... A lot of one of ones. So I was obviously super disappointed to hear this because I just wanted to see the card and maybe pull something off if I could have made a big move with my Rock 2014 Topps Chrome Gold. But now that was gone. And I asked him, I said, oh my God, can you tell me who you sold it to? And he said, ah, they, you know, they don't, they're not selling. So that was gone. Now, fast forward to Friday. Uh, Dan's there, Dan Wynn, the great curator. I'm over doing my thing. And I look over at him at one point and he's kind of like waving me, flagging me down. And I go up and sure enough, he holds up the black one of one Bret Hart prism. I look over and I meet the person that made that purchase. Now, like I said, he, he's choosing to remain anonymous. He doesn't really want to, uh, you know, be out there like that. But I got to say, this person was fantastic. I got to have a lot of conversation with them. In fact, at one point, I saw them leave with Dan towards the end of the show. We were going to about 11. I saw them leave and I was like, okay, yeah, they're done. It's great. Got to chat got to chat about things. That was awesome. And I don't know how much time goes by. They end up coming back in and I got to have a lot of one-on-one conversation. We were talking all San Francisco 49ers versus the Ravens Super Bowl. We were talking about our kids. I mean, it was it was great. I, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this card, but it was really cool getting to meet the person who has it. And while we were talking, 
my nephew walked up and he was he was uh, sort of proclaiming how he's going to start collecting wrestling. Now I'm going to talk about that in a second. And this person ended up pulling out a, a Bret Hart autograph card and gave it to my nephew just as a, as a present. And that was phenomenal. So I am happy to, to report that I still know who has the one of one Bret Hart prism in case something happens in life that I could ever figure out how to acquire that card. I still know where it resides and the person who has it is awesome. Super happy for them. Super happy that they, that that card is with a, a, an awesome collector. So what a wonderful experience that was. And especially seeing my nephew get something out of it. You know, just something about people being nice to kids. If you can't, if you can't get on board with that, I got two words for you. You know, the rest of that, but yeah, seeing kids get to get taken care of like that is always amazing. But yeah, so my nephew was there at, during this whole thing. I, I ended up buying two boxes of the WWE Select that had just dropped. They were like 200 bucks a piece. Got to rip those with my nephew. So he really gets you know a chance to kind of rip some, some wrestling wax. We got absolutely just annihilated with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't rip wax. I only did this because it was fun to do it at the event. Don't rip wax. It it's it's a losing battle. Just buy the card you want. I could have spent the four hundred dollars on a card I would have wanted, and whatever. But it was really fun to still get to do that with my nephew and, and rip it open, and he had a blast. But it was really awesome. The, the, what really made me super happy was at one point he started to proclaim that he was going to start collecting wrestling cards, and by the end of the night, it was cemented. And especially when he got the Bret Hart card from that collector, and today. You know, we, you know, we ended up doing you know, other things. I'll talk about this more after, but today I get a text from my nephew saying, you know, super randomly, well, I was at the airport delayed waiting to come home today, but it said, uh, Ray Mysterio is my favorite wrestler. And I really like Don Mysterio too, his son. And I've been watching WrestleMania and I'm seeing Brett versus Owen. And I really like that. How awesome is that? <laughs> we got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We pulled him in. I think my nephew might be becoming a wrestling fan. And yeah, I'm all for it. Come on, go get it, kid. Start collecting those cards. He was already sending me stuff on eBay. He likes a Rey Mysterio, including a phenomenal Rey Mysterio, uh, Don Mysterio, Immaculate Dual Auto. I hope his dad buys that for him. Brother, go buy that for him. (laughs) So yeah, well, I guess I'm influencing a child in maybe not the best ways as he's going to be pulled over to the dark side of being a wrestling collector. We'll see if it sticks. But I'm... I'm a pretty, pretty proud uncle right now. Pretty, pretty happy. Got to have all that time with him. So yeah, man, this thing was just phenomenal. I, I really, I'm so happy that the panel was great. Getting to speak on the main stage. The main event was just perfect. And Cleveland, look out because we're coming in 2024. So that was my national experience. That was, uh, it was really night and day difference from last year being there for four or five days, whatever it was, and really being there very selfishly and learning what the national was. This was a complete difference. I loved the wrestling representation we got to see. I loved the vibe. Rosemont was fantastic. Way better than Atlantic City. I hope it... Listen, AC is my backyard, so there's a lot of convenience to being able to drive there and do that sort of thing. But if this thing's never in Atlantic City again, that's all right. Cleveland is next, Chicago after that, and I think there's some hope that uh, AC would get it, and I'm hoping they don't. We'll see. Anyway, 
after all that, after my awesome time at the National, I got to do some of the Chicago stuff. Saturday, got really a phenomenal dinner at a place called the Signature Room on 95th, I think is what it was, something like 63 floors up. Phenomenal views of the of the of lake of the lake of the city. Just incredible food. We did that with my brother and my nephew. The next day, which was yesterday, my wife and I, it was just us. We went and did the museum stuff. We got to walk around a lot. We we did the deep dish pizza. We hit up Giordano's. I know there's a little bit of a debate between that and the Lou Malnati's, I think it's called. But Giordano's had the opening. You know, we were actually able to get in there. So that's where we went. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, it's tough, right? When you hear about something your entire life, you hear how amazing it is and you hear that it is the best thing on the planet. It's really tough for that thing to live up to that hype. Here in Connecticut, we are famous for our pizza, especially New Haven pizza. If you've never heard of it, now you have. New Haven pizza is the best pizza in the world, ranked by a lot of people. Listen, the pizza is very, very good. I love it, but it is impossible to live up to the hype. The deep dish pizza at Giordano's lived up to the hype. I am so happy to say it was fantastic. I loved it. It was filling. We couldn't finish it. My wife and I, we ended up leaving one gigantic piece uh, behind. We did the meat something. I don't know. Meat. I don't think it was called meat lovers, but it was a lot of meat, pepperoni and sausage and everything. And the way they layer it, you've got like meat on top and the cheese. Then there's like a layer and then there's meat underneath that. It was, it was fantastic. I absolutely believe that that lived up to the hype in every way, shape or form. I prefer thinner crust pizza. If I had to pick one or the other, I love me some New Haven pizza. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but this did not disappoint. What else? We got to check out the Navy Pier. That was a lot of fun. Got to walk around there. Perfect day for weather. Oh, God. That was just great being able to walk around the city in a tank top and just not feel like you're hot. or it was, it was perfect weather. We also did the scooters and the bikes around the city. My poor wife was certain we were going to die as we were riding the bikes in the city. She'd never done that before. I used to ride my bike and do the scooter thing in LA quite a bit, but my wife had never done that before, and it was... It got a little touch and go, but she made it and we made it work. <laughs> uh, what else did we do? We also uh, took in an, a comedy club last night. This place is called Zany's over in Old Town, which uh, I think was more north. Zany's was cool. We saw the opener was Holly Johnston and the headliner was Jen something or another. They were both funny. We had a good time. It was good. Little small comedy club. My wife and I love comedy. It's probably the thing I miss most about living in LA was the quality of comedy there. So it was cool getting out and taking in a little comedy club together out in Chicago. And that was about it. That was pretty much our trip. That was the national. This is my my moment of taking in post nat clarity. It was really it was fantastic. I keep using a lot of these words to describe my trip, but they are all true. I got to see so many people. I got to meet people that I have known through Instagram and Twitter now for over a year. It's very strange when you meet them for the first time in person. Some of them who recognize you before you recognize them. And there's that moment where you're trying to connect them with the actual 
IG handle. It's nice when they come up and say, oh, it's like uh, Iowa Dave is one of them. Huge shout out to Iowa Dave. He came up to me at the Hobby Wolfpack. He said, ah, it's me, Iowa Dave. Said, oh, great. I don't know if I've ever seen your face before. And now here we are talking. It feels like that's kind of mandatory. If, you, if you're meeting people at a hobby show like this, you should probably lead with your handle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's people I've met in the last couple of days that I don't realize are people that I've been talking to on social media. So don't be offended if I don't realize that <laughs> if we talk again anytime soon. Now, that being said, there were a lot of people who were sorely missed at this show. Uh, Chris, you got to get out there. Chuck, you got to get out there next year. Uh, who else? Matt, Matt person. You got to get out there next year. Hopefully we get to see you in Cleveland. There's, there's so many people that it did not get to make this show. And I really hope we get even more presence in Cleveland. That would be just incredible. But, uh, yeah, that's how it was. That's my review. That's my national review. What's your review of this show? Let me know. If you have it in you, if you have the time, if you have the the interest, please leave me a review at your podcast hub of choice. I would love five stars. I'd give the national five stars. This year, I would give it five stars. Last year was more like three. This was a five-star experience for me, for sure. Maybe you think that about this show. I don't know. But if you are enjoying this, and you would like to help this show grow, the best thing you can possibly do is share this. Share this with friends. Share this with family. Share this with anybody who also enjoys a good deep dish pizza. But you should definitely try. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good night.